Welcome to the Blue Box Podcast. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> that's the intro, right there. <laughs> I love that. Wait, hold on. I know that's the thing. Wait, is, hold on. <laughs> Sierra has all the power, you know, with the editing, so she could just any dumbass thing I say. Hi, Sierra. How <laughs> we, you doing? We miss you, Sierra. <laughs> miss you. You know, it is so nice to finally get the recognition that I deserve. And as your great and powerful and benevolent leader, I promise I won't let the power go to my head. I demand you all to have a great listening experience. This one is really good. I'm not in it. I was doing hair. I goofed with my scheduling, but it's a real good one. And you guys are going to have a great time. I'll catch you on the next one. Blocks Podcast, a podcast where we geek out about everything, especially Uptown Sacramento. I'm your host, Sheila. And I'm your host, Jonathan. And Sierra, actually, is not with us today. She's still around. She's just not on the podcast. She's in the middle of cutting hair. Mm-hmm. She had a client, so mm-hmm. I guess we can forgive her for that. If you're new here, we record in the podcast studio inside Sector 7 Salon, and you can find the salon at Sector 7 Salon on Instagram and sector7salon.com. Uh, you can find us at the Blue Box Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at blueboxpod at gmail.com. So we have Claire Curley, the founder and executive director of Broadroom Creative Collective over at 1409 Del Paso Boulevard. Hi, Claire. Hi. Hi. Welcome in. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming and hanging out with us. We're so excited. But first, we do have some sad news. We do, we do. Um, A member of our community. So uh, we lost a member of our community last week, Andrew Hindman. We want to give our condolences to the family and his wife, uh, friends of the show, Sharon Watson. Andrew and Sharon are Woodlakeians, a big part of the King Kong crew as well. Small business owners. And Andrew was an amazing artist. If you look up his Instagram, you can, and we'll probably promote it on here. Mm. Uh, You can actually see a lot of his work and it's absolutely wonderful. Also played a big part in this community and did good things to help the community thrive. Right. Yeah, he was always at, him and Sharon are always at events over at King Kong. Um, But yeah, that's really sad. We, yeah, we definitely want to give our condolences to Sharon. She's written into the show. She's such Mm -hmm. a a big supporter of what we do over here. And, um, you know, we met Andrew a few times over at um, King Kong. So yeah, it's a, it's a big loss for him. And I've known him for a long time. He actually taught me framing and was starting to teach me printing for uh, my photography. Oh, right. So I know him really well. And yeah, definitely our condolences to the community and Sharon. Yeah. Definitely. That's 100%. We love you, Sharon. And um, we'll help out with whatever we can help out with. Right. So hit us up. Okay. All right, so let's see what is happening on the boulevard. So this, uh, by the time this comes out, I know this this is going to be passed, but Uptown Grounds just celebrated their first year. 
which is super exciting. Congrats. I love that little coffee shop. Um, they were having like a week long celebration. They were they have Shane Q. Shane Q. Yeah, he's played at our place a few times. I love that guy. Do you know who that guy is, Shane Q? I think so. Yeah. He was on um, the Voice, and I think it was twenty. Yeah. Twenty seven, twenty eighteen, or twenty seventeen. I think I see, no, yeah, saw him at Kong. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was on the yeah. Voice in twenty nineteen, actually, oh, okay. and then the pandemic happened and kind of oh, yeah. screwed some stuff up. But he's doing really well. He right has now. like an insane voice. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like literally crazy yeah it's like that just like soulful or something it's it's like how does that voice come out of that person yeah it is totally <laughs> that is like 100 what i was thinking but anyway we're super yeah we're super happy to have like such a cool business i love mm-hmm. their whole business model where they work with like you know at-risk youth and mm-hmm. partner up with the uh youth center and stuff oh they're wonderful and i love that they allow the not allow but have some of the kids who go through the youth center to actually work at the no, coffee it's so shop cool. anyway bobby over there we love you she's been on the show so congratulations congrats loving it love when like people are hitting anniversaries and been around here for a while it's wonderful i don't know if we've named this segment yet but we have beer news with jonathan if that's what we're calling it it's a little bit of a new segment but we'll hone the actual I mean, we name always, we always talk about beer you know king kong beer anyway but you know you're brewing this now yes right uh, so pretty much us. everything on tap right now i've actually brewed so cool Tell us um, what's new on the docket. We have a new beer out actually released just yesterday called Prosperity. And it's for the Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year. It's a single West Coast IPA. Yeah, it's called Prosperity. So it's for Year of the Tiger. We're drinking it right now. All three of us. It's pretty good. I like it. It is pretty good. 6.8. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Not bad. I mean, when you're doing a single West Coast IPA and you're doing, it, you're doing it 7.5 or 7.8, that's damn near a double. Right. <laughs> uh, but when you do a nice in-between compared to some of our beers that are on tap that are 8 or 9%, this is a good one that you can actually drink and... Right. have a couple of well, and not get a little screwed up yeah. from it. <laughs> I don't know about that for me, but I think one or two. But can I ask a question? Sure. Sorry, a beer, a beer question. Beer burp. What does it mean when it's a double opposed to a single? Double is basically definitely a bigger hop profile. Mm-hmm. Um, we add a lot more hops to the double IPAs or triple IPAs. It's also based on percentage. If it's over close to 8%, technically it's considered a double. So what makes it gives it more a higher percentage? We add more grain to it. Basically, the grain profile going into the brew, there's a lot more grain in there. So with our Chingona, we add per batch 22-ish satchels of grain for that beer. For this beer, we added 20. Okay, so uh, the more grain, the more, more alcohol grain, you get? which more sugars are drawn oh, out of it, okay, which okay. more sugars the yeast can eat, mm. which creates a higher percentage. Okay. Yeah. A little Thank more you. scientific knowledge there, but a little beer. We had uh, the other brewer, John and I, the master brewer, <laughs> the master brewer. He talked all about beer, and I was like blown away. And then we got to tour the facility over there. I just can't believe how much goes into it. I mean, it makes sense, you know. Beer is so mm-hmm. popular. You know, we all need it, but <laughs> we all need it or we want it. <laughs> <laughs> Both, I guess. So we're gonna get into the interview with Claire. Okay, Claire, we have some like fun get to know you questions that we're gonna ask. Some are controversial, some are not. Um, it's not a big deal. Just just answer honestly. Mostly one we're not is gonna controversial. Make, right. <laughs> with with Sheila. Can't wait to get the hate DMs on Instagram. <laughs> right, right. Wait, we'll try to avoid that. <laughs> 
Okay, so the first question is, what's the farthest you've traveled? I think that the farthest I've ever traveled was Stockholm, Sweden. Ooh. Okay. I did actually live in Paris for a few months, uh, my second semester, sophomore year of college. But during that time, I traveled to Stockholm. Oh, okay, right. My favorite story to tell about my time in Stockholm is that it was the best night's sleep I ever had. Really? The hostel I stayed on was like a permanently docked ship. Oh my gosh. And my room was in like the bottom portion of the ship and it was anchored in like, I don't know, the bay or whatever is there. I'm not even sure what the body of water is called, but it was just at night. It was pitch black in there and the like waves because it was like, concrete docked onto oh, the right, blo- right. Or onto the dock it was just like the most gentle kind mm-hmm. of like not like in a way. I'm gonna get it like wasn't, seasick yeah, way no it wasn't like crazy out of this right. world like you're gonna capsize waving or even like you could hear it necessarily it was just like I imagine what the womb was probably right. like <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of gently like yeah. floating around in there you and could, so was- yeah Seems like it was kind of like a waterbed. It was kind of if like ever a, waterbed, on a waterbed, but like being inside of it oh, and being like right. warm and right. dry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a waterbed is so funny now. Who like who designed? I that? wish I knew someone that had one. I, would, I think I was on one like once when I was a child. Right. Like, but, do you feel yeah. like people still have those? Like, I feel like not. Like, you can't even rent an apartment now with them. Right. It's almost always something that you're not you allowed no? to have. Yeah. Really? No, that's definitely true. And like, we we have rentals, and I wouldn't even think to put that in anywhere because who the hell has a waterbed? But I like, mean, my mom. If had you one. pop it, you're gonna flood your entire place. <laughs> like, my mom had one growing up. And it's just like, it's so, it cannot be good for your back. Like, who in the hell was getting a good night's sleep on a waterbed? I, I, I mean, yeah, you would I mean, think that it would form to you. No, but it's like, no, but it gets just but like. it doesn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, it does, but it doesn't. I feel like I need to do a little research to see, like, where can you buy a waterbed, just in case. Okay, uh, next question. This is the most controversial. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite breakfast cereal? And elaborate, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> so currently my favorite breakfast cereal I've, I haven't actually had in a few months because the only place I knew where to get it in Sacramento was at 515 or Market 515 oh, right. on R Street which mm-hmm. is closed what? they closed? they did oh. it was for renovations or for no forever oh. it was like the worst news I got in December which <laughs> weren't they owned by Rayleigh's? makes my life sound very sad yeah. but uh, yeah, wow. they're owned by Rayleigh's. They were kind of like a Rayleigh's response to the co-op, I think. Right. Um, wow. Right. And yeah, they closed. I'm not entirely sure why. I'm sure that some of the reason is be- is the same as the reasons why I liked it, which is that no one was ever there. Well, you know, <laughs> it was very easy to find of, parking. Everybody's and, dealing with it right, right now, too. Lack of employees at the moment. I think that there, some of the primary way that they got money pre-pandemic was state workers coming in for lunch. So after two years of the pandemic, they had just lost out on all this like lunch revenue. They were like a mini Whole Foods, weren't they? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge, it's very sad for me that (laughs) they've closed. But what was the cereal? But but the cereal I really liked uh, (laughs) was like, I guess healthy 
Okay. Not, I don't know. It was chocolatey, yeah. like vegan mm-hmm. um, cocoa pebbles, basically. Oh, so it had okay. like all the yummy taste Organics. of cocoa pebbles, but it wasn't cocoa pebbles. Pretty much, I live with a vegan. I am not vegan myself, so our house is pretty much all vegan. So I'm always very excited when I find like a vegan right. substitute for the trash food that right. I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's yeah. actually delicious. So, and it's actually delicious. Can yeah. you not find it other? places it might be at at the the co-op i just the cooperative I, yeah, I, I hate going to the co-op. So I, I hate grocery shopping in general. That is the smallest parking lot, by the but, way. But yeah, the parking the lot co-op? is just a yeah, nightmare. So it's heinous, but their parking don't they lot. have that parking garage? They have that structure. So I mean, yeah, there's kind there's more parking than there was at their old, right. old the location. Right, the old one yeah. is parking lot. But you can park on the street. I miss the old co-op. I miss like, I don't the know, where, vibe where, where of the it? old co-op. It's it where was, that Goodwill is now. Mm, it was so it. close. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was very close to yeah. the new co-op. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could get it there. I feel like, one, Sierra's a vegan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we might need to try this cereal because I feel like if you were to tell me, hey, there's this like healthy, organic, vegan cocoa pebble, I would be like, get away from me. Right? I'd be like, I actually get wanna, out of my face. I actually want to try no it. Way. <laughs> so I need to try it. Because mm-hmm. Cocoa Pebbles is like absolutely one of my favorites. But the only problem with Cocoa Pebbles mm-hmm. and may, and sometimes with healthier foods, there could be like a cure to this because with Cocoa Pebbles, it's like you can't put too much in the bowl because it gets like soggy too quickly. Mm-hmm. This is the controversial side of it, by the oh, way. Okay. I the put way my Sheila, milk first, the way which Sheila apparently eats is cereal. just people are upset about <laughs> that I put my milk first. It's just because, you know, you, I don't want soggy cereal, but... I sometimes with these like organics they're you know if you were to eat it like without milk it's like too dry but oh, then okay. it, it gives it a little more shelf life in the milk interesting mm. i feel like putting milk first and then cereal is kind of like the left-handedness of like eating cereal <laughs> <laughs> like, only 14 percent of the population Most, does you. that and like many more people do well, it the other way that's like the most genius <laughs> way i've heard it explained i put cereal and then i put milk i on put top. cereal and then i put milk on top yeah and then you just eat that whole thing just straight up i mean i i don't necessarily eat all or like drink all the milk no no i don't because do i don't like all the there. like soggy bits at the bottom no because right. i don't like soggy food that much soggy but, bottom yeah. boys <laughs> i it's just like it's such an ordeal the cereal that i almost don't even do it because it's i need like a table <laughs> you know like i need to go sit down at the kitchen nook and eat cereal. So it's like a whole rigmarole. And don't you use a cup? I thought you used a cup. <laughs> Put it in a cup. No. no. I would. Like, you know, those big mugs, maybe. I would do that. But no, I don't. I use a bowl. I have like bowl, cereal, milk, spoon, all together. And you mm-hmm. pour it as you go. Because huh, I also pour like... pour it as you go? I like like a little bit oh, of milk. Interesting. I mean, I'll do like half a... Yeah. Super fancy. Like half of your allotment, right? Mm-hmm. On the milk. Mm-hmm. And then... I'll put cereal in as I go. Yeah. And the reason I do, then I refresh the milk is because then you have like fresh milk, you know, <laughs> it's, and I literally will like get all the milk. Like I won't drink the milk. God, gross. Now, but, like, that, now that you I'll describe it this way, all I'm the like, cereal. I want to try this. Now. No, it's literally the best way to eat cereal. <laughs> You're changing me. No, like 
I'll seriously like there'll be like this <laughs> tiny little bit of milk in the bottom of the bowl, and I'll put like two kerns, hmm, yeah, and just one last scoop. So All the right. next question is, um, your favorite superhero, if you have one? Yeah, I I thought about this for a little bit, okay. and I I don't think I have a favorite superhero. I don't think that he counts as a superhero. Okay, it would be Loki mm, for sure. No, yeah, he's... but I don't know. He's more of like a anti-hero, like, yeah. like kind yeah. of like. I mean, he's the god of mischief. So god he of just mischief. Does yeah. whatever he wants. Right. He's and a god, and I feel like towards the end of the movies, you know, he's he definitely. I think he's wonderful. Like no, the, he's amazing. The whole show that he's on right now. The show is so good. Oh, the show's yeah. so really good. Yeah. And really, I think like he always. He, I almost feel sometimes that he wanted to be bad. Mm-hmm. But in in his heart, he was always mm-hmm. good, you know. And it was almost like he was fighting against that, just because he wanted to be like the opposite of. He's Thor. like a yeah. prankster, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Loki. I mean, he's certainly not like full on evil or anything. No. Um, and I think that the way that his character is written is mm-hmm. more interesting than like a full on hero or a full on villain. Yeah. Like existing like that. in that it's kind of a mix of both. Is, yeah, yeah. way more interesting. I like that. And I guess I mean he's not human, and he would probably hate to be called human. But right. like, that <laughs> is what makes him human—the fact that he's like neither one nor the other. I so. think you're totally right yeah. because like so. It's so a really good often, answer, by the way. No, it <laughs> really <you>. is because <laughs> you know really people good. like Captain America, and you know it's like no one can be that good no. you know yeah. it's just you're not and it's just kind of boring it's like unrelatable it's like that's not how right. anyone actually is so no. yeah i mean except for captain america but <laughs> <laughs> true so our next question is so what's your hometown my hometown is sacramento cool all right yep born and raised here born on f street really yeah. f and what it was wherever memorial sutter memorial hospital was oh, okay. it got Bra- torn oh, down yeah. kind of recently uh-huh, uh-huh. but um yeah so i was i actually like it's where they rebuilt it right they rebuilt the whole no oh, no so it's not 29th? the midtown one no it was in east sac on f street mm-hmm. kind oh. of like f and elvis almost. oh yeah yeah so yeah, my parents lived across Crazy. the street from there, and then my mom walked across the, across the street and had me there. Are you so, serious? Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> Just like, oh, wow, they lived over there too. That's yeah. awesome. Wow, that's cool. So, but you did leave a little bit during school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then, did you are always like feel like you wanted to end back in Sacramento or? Um, I when I was eighteen, all that I well all throughout high school, all that I could think about was getting out yes, of Sacramento. 100%. Uh, <laughs> we all do that. I and think. we all come back. So yeah, I I did leave. I <laughs> jumped around a lot in college. I initially started out at a small private college in New Jersey, which was like a 30-minute train ride from New York City, which I was super excited about when I was oh, 18. Yeah. Then that was like a huge culture shock for me. I didn't relate to the people very much at the school I was going to. And so then I studied abroad my second semester of sophomore year, and then I ended up back in Sacramento. I went to Sac City College for a year to get all of the credits I needed to transfer to a UC. Kind of stupidly put all of my (laughs) eggs into the UC Berkeley basket and then did get in, (laughs) thankfully. Uh, (laughs) But it was the only school that I applied to. Uh, and so I went to UC Berkeley, graduated in 2013, and then I tried to work there for like a summer after I graduated and wasn't really feeling the job that I was in. So I ended up back in Sacramento 
tried to leave like two or three more times over like the next five years Uh but then just got like more and more immersed into the creative and art scene Mm. in Sacramento and like wonderful yeah exactly and really just kind of like found my people here right so yeah I've been here since 2013 and here until I was 18 so I really only spent like a total of four years away mm-hmm. from here right. in my mm-hmm. almost 32 years of right. life. I love it. So. <laughs> I, cool. I always wanted to leave Sacramento too. I never actually did, but I was wanting to, but I love that like story where it's like, you're like, get me the hell out of this cow town, you know? <laughs> I wanted to and as then well. You come back. <laughs> Mine was when I was 18 or 19, uh, I was going to join the Navy. Really? And that I was, see that. no, I, I never, know, left. I, I'm still I, here. <laughs> I love Sacramento. And I'm happy to be, by right. the way. Right. It's such a good size. I think when I was younger, well, one, it wasn't as big and I grew up in Oak Grove. So I was like, but it's such a good size. Like when I go to other cities, bigger cities, I'm like, this is super fun to visit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just like, Coming back here, you're like, this is just so much more manageable. But there's still plenty to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you True. still get like a city vibe and city problems. I mean, living here, I've been here six years on this boulevard and I still absolutely love it. And I'd rather live here than South Sac or downtown or anything right. like that. Oh, yeah. Plus boulevard. rents a lot less. But Boulevard's the best. Uh, it's <laughs> it's wonderful. And I love having a one minute commute to work. <laughs> is it even so one easy. minute? It's great. It's, it's the best. Yeah. It's like, it's like it's like 47.5 seconds. It's like 45 seconds. Yeah, Gosh, it's like triple. It's like, <laughs> it's like triple that. It's like three minutes. seconds or something. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love that so much. But it makes work-life balance so much better mm-hmm. because you live so close to work. I would think that sometimes I'd be like, I don't want to see my work out of my window. Do you, when you feel like that? When you do what I do, I don't mind seeing my work. As long as the true. building's not on fire, right. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> if I see the building on fire, I'm like, F- I don't have In a job. In a way, I Sorry. like living close by for that reason, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And I said the you F word. Okay. okay, what? Oh, do you collect anything? I collect vintage textiles. Ooh. I have a number of them. Um, <laughs> but my favorite one is hanging over my bed right now. It's actually, it was woven by a dude who's not like a well-known artist or anything. Mm-hmm. I found it at a thrift store, but it's beautiful. It's like, I don't know, two feet by like three feet. It's this tapestry and it has a year on it. It's, I think it's like 1943 or something like that. That's like woven into it. And then it's like his own original design. And on the back is a, um, just a note written to the person that he gave it to. Oh, really? Which is, it was his sister. And I had to have someone on Instagram translate it for me when I bought it a few years ago. And so it was a Christmas present to his sister and it's written in like Norwegian or Swedish Mm -hmm. or something. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know like what happened to her or him, but it's cool to like have. And it was thing. in 1943. It's, yeah, it's oh, very wow. old. That is so yeah, wow. and it That's has awesome. the year like as a part of the piece, right? Because oh, like he cool. was giving it to her as like a commemorative yeah. thing for this year that, That's that so he cool. gave it to her. Right. So yeah, it's this like cool old piece. But yeah, I do. That's enjoy a cool thing too, because you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, or I don't know if that's obvious. I don't know. Um, I, it's obvious to me because I've been to your space. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. know you're an artist. And you do stuff with fabrics anyway, mm-hmm. right? You do screen printing. You tie-dye. Yeah. 
Is there, like, do you have another, like, main art that you do specifically besides that? So I I also weave and do, like, I mean, you saw the shirts that I right. bleach dyed, mm-hmm. but I do, like, hand dyeing also. Oh, okay, cool. My awesome. weaving and dyeing are mainly things that I do, like, for myself okay. that I don't, like promote as things that like I sell or that I do for other people Mm -hmm. or anything. Mm -hmm. I used, I got into the Sacramento maker community with my weaving though. I used to like do that as a side hustle type thing and would like sell them at makers markets and things Mm -hmm. around town. So yeah, that is like how I got introduced to the Sacramento arts and creative community. And so it's, something that's still like very like Mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart but no i don't do that for like money okay Okay, cool last question we do have one more question and then Mm -hmm. we'll get to the more business side of things (laughs) um when the zombie apocalypse happens what is your weapon of choice and no guns are allowed Mm -hmm. yeah i (laughs) so i thought about this a lot I I have a hard time believing that I would even make it to the point where I would like need to use need a, weapon a weapon on anything. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's all good. It's all good. But if I somehow manage to have a skill set, um, I think that using a crossbow would be really fun. Like that Love sounds it. like a super fun weapon yeah. to like learn how to use. One hundred percent. And shooting them from like a distance yes. versus like being up mm-hmm. close with a knife or a machete or something. 100%. Just it, it seems like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So you're you going the archery them, route. Yeah, that's not like bad. the archery route. I think that's like so Daryl good. Dixon. But yeah, I think the. <laughs> And I like the preface of it because it's like, okay, you've made it this far, mm-hmm. and then maybe you've developed your skills, yeah, in the with the crossbow because because you can retrieve those arrows and well, wash yeah. them. Yeah, you have like right. well, you don't just the, start on the top of a building and practice, you know, and in <laughs> The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. like literally, literally, well, he has like the compound bow. No, he's got a full-on crossbow. Well, what's the one where there's no... That's just a compound bow. Yeah. Literally, you pull it back. Oh, that's a compound bow? Yeah. Okay. And you shoot from your own strength versus a trigger. Okay, so you want the trigger one? Yeah. I want the trigger one. Okay. Yeah. Unless I also got, like, ripped while I was, like... Enough practice, you (laughs) can get ripped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's why everyone in The Walking Dead ends up with a bow. But, like, the regular one. Mm -hmm. Daryl's the only one that has the... Yeah, because he's cool badass. Yeah. Right, because he's yeah. so dope. But like Carol, <laughs> everybody ends up with those bows because, you know, there's no ammo left. Mm-hmm. But I, in my head, I'm always thinking like, there's no way they're all like, you know, hitting this. They're all headshots. Like this tiny yeah. little head, right. a moving zombie. They're all hitting him in the head. Like, how are they all that good? After a few years, you might get that good. Maybe. I mean, I guess that's true. They've been like six, seven years in The Walking Dead. Pretty much. A season of live Maybe nine years. Claire, <laughs> Claire, they're on the newest season right now. It's the final season. Yeah, okay. but it's season eleven. Okay, and these MFers, and they're still alive. These MFers have just drugged me along the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be over because I want to just be done with it. But yeah. I can't stop watching. No, you it. can't stop now. It's it's so bad though. It's so stupid. It's like, end it. But it's so good. <laughs> anyway. The crossbow. I like the sword because obviously you can just like, you don't really need. I would do the sword and also have have the crossbow because you could have the sword on your back the whole time. Right. Right. You just have to get too close. Mm -hmm. Like people who say a bat, I'm like, I'm not getting that close. No. Baseball bat, I would have hanging off my belt. I mean, you can't. What are you going to have all of them? 
says what your weapon you can't have all of the weapons yeah, and I, can I, I say stop swearing to this damn thing can i say that negan's weapon with the it was a baseball bat i know but with that with um, barbed wire that just gets stuck in the flesh that's yep. so unrealistic and a terrible choice on a weapon yeah it gets anyway. a little it gets a little chunky <laughs> I'm sorry. I th- I feel like I just need to do a Walking Dead podcast at this point. We should. So I can like stop talking about it on this podcast. We should, we should totally do that. Side podcast. Oh my God. Let's rewatch it from the beginning. <laughs> I'm down. And we can talk about it. I'm down. Okay. So let's get into your biz. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just tell us. Yeah. Just tell us about your business. Yeah. So Broadroom. It's Broadroom Creative Collective, but we go by Broadroom, and we are a nonprofit art studio on Del Paso Boulevard. We have 19 artists in there right now that all share our warehouse, and then we also run our program, which is the Free Art Supply Closet, and that was inspired by free food pantries. Okay. So the idea was that we would collect art supply donations Mm -hmm. from the community that we would then give away for free Mm -hmm. to... Uh, anyone who comes in now it was a little different when we started that was because we had funding from the city to get started and now we are completely community supported we've been completely community supported for over a year now awesome so yeah every week we get donations of art supplies from just folks who come in and drop Mm -hmm. them off and then we get folks who come in to pick up art supplies who really just like run the gamut. I mean, it's like artists who are working who can't afford art supplies. Mm-hmm. It's teachers who come in who oh. can't afford art supplies for their students. It's just crazy. We're like, because okay. the district won't pay for art supplies. The district does not pay for art supplies. Pretty much any school district in the Sacramento area does not pay enough for art supplies for their students. And we also, I mean, we have parents who come in and pick up art supplies for their kids. Mm. We partner with other local organizations to provide art supplies for whatever kinds of activities they're doing. We are partnering right now with Neighborhood Wellness, which is a local organization. It's a little further up Del Paso Boulevard. It's across the street from Grant High School. Mm -hmm. And they, they do a lot of work for Del Paso high school kids. But one thing that they do is help them with like homework after school. Oh, okay. But we're going to provide them with art supplies to do, to paint their own mural on their building oh, out cool. there. That's wonderful. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So we basically just give away art supplies for free to anyone who needs them. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a artist household. Uh, my brother and my dad are both really phenomenal artists. For me, I couldn't paint for anything. <laughs> But for me, me I, 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 I picked up a camera and then that became my art. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. That's wonderful that you're giving all these art supplies away to people who actually need it. Right. It's absolutely wonderful. Well, and there's so much importance, obviously, like with art, mm-hmm. people doing art in any way, like any age you are. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, so crazy that Be like creative. schools yeah. don't value this. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, but, you know, just um, being able to create anything, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's like bad. I used to do like terrible art when I was younger. Like Now in my it's teens, a masterpiece. <laughs> I was very like teenage <laughs> angsty, like artist collage and they're all so bad. <laughs> but, you know, it just gave me, I don't know, it was like really therapeutic mm-hmm. in so many ways. <laughs> and it was just so bad, but also so much fun. And yeah. art supplies are super expensive. Mm-hmm. 
They are. You know, so I mean, and it's also some a need or like something that, you know, a lot of people maybe wouldn't even think of, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah, I love it. Well, so art and culture are literally a human right. I mean, it's Article 27 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So the same way that like food and housing and water Mm -hmm. are human rights, art and culture and participating in your culture is a human right. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the United States doesn't do a great job of like making sure that all of their citizens have access to water that is potable and housing and food. But they definitely we don't do a good job at all of making sure that everyone has to making sure that art itself is accessible to everyone. So we're really trying to bridge the gap to make sure that people have access to the supplies that they need Mm -hmm. in order to do art. Because not because you need to make money from it necessarily, right. although many of the artists that pick up art supplies are doing it for their jobs, but it's just because people deserve the creativity. Yeah, just because people you know? deserve to have access to it at right. all. So especially exactly. in schools, if they're not paying, if the districts aren't giving them money for the art programs, like if you guys can help with that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like kids need to get that creativity out there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that kids should I be mean, spending like whether most it's of art their supplies or art. In, including. <laughs> photography is yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like I know you guys probably won't donate two thousand dollar cameras or anything, but <laughs> but what I'm saying they is they always did, just, then we would give them away. Spur but. <laughs> that creativity and if I have an extra camera that I'm not using, I'll donate it mm-hmm. definitely. So if people do want to like what's the information on like if people do want to donate or they do want to come mm-hmm. pick up art supplies. So currently we are open on Saturdays between eleven and four every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we do ask that people book an appointment online and it's easy from our website and it's free. We just have the appointment booking system so that we can limit the number of people inside at one time because it is a shared space, 20 Mm -hmm. other people. And Mm -hmm. during COVID, it's just a thing that we have to do. So, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) So give us a little bit of background. Like how did you end up on the boulevard? Yeah. So we, started uh broadroom started at a smaller warehouse space in midtown and then we we opened up there in july of 2018 it was a few artists that were sharing the space a studio space and we also were doing community artist studio space which was basically just you drop in you don't have to pay for permanent studio space you could just work on a project and then leave Mm -hmm. after a day you're not tied down by some like basically just pay for your time yeah exactly it was kind of like it was like creative co-working space Mm -hmm. but not necessarily as like clean and pristine as co-working spaces are it was an artist studio space okay so you could get like messy with paint or whatever so yeah we started there in midtown it was about 1200 square feet or something and after a year rent was kind of expensive Mm -hmm. and we weren't going to be able to um, expand into offering more artist studio space and our lease was also ending the summer of 2019 so a friend of mine who had uptown market that was a weekly then monthly uh, maker's market invited me to join her in this warehouse on Del Paso Boulevard. And I've lived in Sacramento my entire life, but I haven't spent a whole lot of time in this part of town Mm -hmm. at that point. Uh, So I come and I check out the space and I see what she's doing there. And it seems 
really cool. I mean, what she's doing was definitely really cool. I still wasn't super familiar with this area, but the rent was very affordable Mm -hmm. and it offered a lot more than what Midtown could ever offer. Aside from like less expensive rent, it was like there was a parking lot that was like just ours. (laughs) And there's um, a parking lot on the backside of it? Yeah. The parking lot on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've been over there, so I need yeah. to come down. Yeah, Definitely. there's a there's a parking lot next to it that is not where we park, but there's a parking lot behind it where mm. we park. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was just like so much space, and I already knew that there was a huge need for affordable studio space right. in Sacramento, and that was just never going to be a reality in Midtown or downtown. Mm. You know, even if we could take over a space that was a comparable size, we'd have to be charging like triple or quadruple right. what we're charging oh, yeah. for rent right now. Mm. Um, so it would just never actually be affordable and it would never actually make it more accessible to be full-time artist or an mm-hmm. artist in transition in Sacramento. So yeah, so I agreed to move from Midtown to mm-hmm. share this warehouse. And then she decided to end her lease in December of 2020. And then we moved in, well, sorry, December of, tw- of 2019. We moved in in January of 2020 mm. and have been there ever since. Yeah. I love that it's a, <laughs> what you're doing is like a co-working space. So an artist can rent a section of your place, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My dad did the same thing when he had his gallery here. Mm. And he rented out probably with five other artists because the space was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And he rented out for a certain amount of month. But they can come in at any time. They had mm-hmm. keys and they could paint, do whatever they want, even do crafts, build guitars, mm-hmm. whatever, oh, right. whatever their craft was, mm-hmm. they could do. And I love that something else on the right. boulevard is continuing what right. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Like, well, it's such a cool space. Like we see our arts and arts and crafts too, right? Like anything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's okay. all kinds That's of. Cool. Yeah, there's literally there. like yeah. we walked. We you know walked to the warehouse yesterday, and mm-hmm. each little booth is just like picture perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's literally like an Instagram post in there. It's like I was telling Claire, <laughs> <laughs> like if I saw a movie and mm-hmm. they showed me this like warehouse with like artists, you know, studios in it, and it looked like this, I'd be like, okay, guys. Like it doesn't look that cute. All the this time. isn't real. It like literally is that cute. It's just like everybody has their own space set up in their own cool way. And of course, like artists are gonna I mean they're cooler than us, you know. So it's like And it's a really cool building too. It's such a cool building. It's this huge, huge mm. open space. It's all painted white and it's just like really cool. There's a guy with like a some woodworkings mm. and you know, people mm. just with like a, you know, like a piece of art on an easel. Like it's literally mm-hmm. just like so perfect. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I had no idea that's what it looked like inside. Like, that's what was going on, mm-hmm. I guess. And of course, that's why we do this podcast, so we can figure out what mm-hmm. we all do on the boulevard. Do you guys roll up that roll-up door in the front? For events, we do. Yeah. Pretty good. It's like an open-air building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another roll. Yeah, there's another the one in the back, too. Yeah, yeah. So then you get, yeah, like, cross-flow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. So what do you feel like, what makes you like successful in this area? Do you feel like kind of like what you were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, this area compared to Midtown, like obviously it's a little bit more affordable, Mm -hmm. which we all love. Yeah. Even for rent, for housing. Yep. I know, in like always. And always, yes. (laughs) I know, I was telling Claire, I was like, I used to be like, I'm never leaving Midtown. And then I got over here and I'm like, I saved so much money. I'm never going to Midtown. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have turned into the person where, like, because I worked in Midtown for so long, I'd have clients come in like, ah, the parking and driving here. And I'm just like, this is Midtown, baby, you know? (laughs) 
And then now whenever I go to Midtown, I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You realize. There's seriously no parking in Midtown. Yeah. No. There's no damn parking. But anyway, so what do you feel like makes you successful in this area? Well, I mean, to piggyback off of what you're saying about your dad, there Mm -hmm. is like a huge, there was a huge art scene here on Del Paso Boulevard. That's why it's an art district. Yeah, that hasn't Mm -hmm. really gone away, or at least like the spirit of it hasn't really gone away, I don't think. I mean, like when Second Saturday first was a thing, like early 2000s, it started here. And there were just like galleries all up and down the boulevard. There was a ton of people coming here from, you know, areas that weren't necessarily Old North Sacramento, but it was definitely Mm -hmm. like on the map as an arts and culture center or like just had stuff going on and second saturday moved to midtown right downtown. yeah and then it yeah. kind of just like died out i mean there's first fridays now that are still kind of a thing in midtown and downtown but i think that there is like a arts and culture heritage here yeah that hasn't completely gone away i think that the area has suffered definitely over the years through mm-hmm. like the recession and the dot-com bust earlier in the 2000s and um, the highway 160 that was built yeah for sure <laughs> sorry <laughs> That was like long before. <laughs> it was 1950s, but we're coming back. Yeah, we could, I mean, we could go all the way back to then, like pre North Sacramento even being a part of the city of Sacramento. All right. But <laughs> history. I digress. I digress. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so I think that there is like a there's a totally cultural right. stuff going yeah. on here, mm-hmm. and I think that Broadway. I mean literally in our building it was an art studio in the early 2000s late 90s called horse cow oh my god because it used Someone to be a, was just talking it about used to be a horse cow. ranch here by the way rancho del paso so i think they named it similar to oh uh, really yeah. yeah i totally have heard of horse cow <laughs> they were like a big I go off on they were like yeah. a yeah they were kind of a big deal as far as like art studios and art galleries right, right. in that like late 90s early 2000s era so yeah i mean like that spirit is in the broader space and then i think that apart from the like heritage of it being sort of like an art center of sacramento we've definitely tapped into something where like the community itself is showing up at Broadroom, it's important for us to not only to not just like bring midtown to del paso but to actually like cultivate relationships with people that are living here. Right. So we have artists who are renting studio space from us that are actually like lifelong members of this community, okay, like cool. Del Paso right. Heights or mm-hmm. Old North Sac. Same with the people that come into the free art supply closet. A lot of them are actually like from this neighborhood. But it's also important for us to like build relationships with other organizations in the area, right. whether it's neighborhood wellness that I talked about before. I also think that we simultaneously like benefit from and it's also sad that district two, like our city district, mm-hmm. is just underfunded and kind of overlooked Mm -hmm. by the city of of Sacramento. So we benefit from being one of the only arts organizations in this area, but also like it's ridiculous kind of that the city (laughs) has overlooked this area for so long in so many different ways that aren't Mm -hmm. arts related. But since that's what I do, that's like what I pay attention to. (laughs) So, I mean, it's benefited us in that we got like funding from the city to launch the free art supply closet that we run now. That funding ran out long ago, but we did like get that funding partially because we're in district two, Mm -hmm. which is Uh, a like chronically underserved, underfunded district. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that gets very little money from the city in a variety of different ways. But yeah, so it's been cool to build up an arts organization in this area alongside the community that also like serves the community that we're mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm which is what's very important to me and very important to us that it's not just something that's like a transplant from Midtown. It's right. not True, like bringing yeah. Midtown to Del Paso. It's growing something that. organically mm-hmm. from the boulevard in conjunction with the people that live here. Hashtag keep um, Del Paso authentic. Right, exactly. Yeah, And I think that's a, yeah, I think that really is a huge part about being on the boulevard is like, you know, the boulevard, I just feel like doesn't want, well, one, we don't want to be Midtown, obviously. No. We want to be something else but i think that's so important where it's just like we don't yeah like bringing just midtown here isn't going to benefit the community at all but just creating our own space creating our own vibe doing cool things that are just like uniquely boulevard and what i love about like even the king kong motto is quality community and creativity Mm -hmm. and that kind of sets a staple for what the boulevard actually is Mm -hmm. like I mean, and I love that Wide Open Walls came here and does so much stuff and actually has local artists doing some of the murals as well, Mm -hmm. besides outside people. Yeah, we're an art district. We have been for a long time. We're also a business district, but we need to grow all of it, you know, and make the place look wonderful. Right. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is like there are so many really cool businesses here, but it's like, you know, you have these. It's like, okay, there's one here and then nothing. And then there's mm-hmm. one here and then nothing, you know, and there's can be such a separation, especially like for us mm-hmm. on this side of the boulevard, you guys are on like the way mm-hmm. other end. Yeah. Like so far away from us, you know, so there can be like such a disconnect where a lot of times I feel like even on the podcast, we do this where it's like, you know, we talk about Burley's a lot about mm-hmm. Kong a lot because that's just like, they're close to us. You know, we stay in our little pods or whatever. No, and even need- as small as the boulevard is, you know, it's still like sometimes you need to make sure that we like stretch out. We need to extend definitely down that way. And I think we are gradually. Yeah. So do you guys have any other locations or are you guys, this is your spot? This is our spot. Yeah. Do you guys, would you want to <laughs> expand ever? Yes. Okay. We would like to expand. I don't want to make any announcement on a podcast. <laughs> But we would be, if and when we expanded, it would be on the boulevard. Love it. Awesome. Loving that so much. Yeah. And we'll have you back on after we expand. <laughs> I know. We especially you love do that. We like to have re- revisits. So do you guys have anything like coming up? Any events you're doing or anything you want to shout out? As far as events, we are planning on having a art show that features artists who are in our studio space probably in like June or July. So Mm -hmm. summer 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are planning to be partnering with Third Eye Gallery. That's here on the boulevard. Love them. Yeah. So we're looking forward to and planning that currently. It'll definitely have an art show vibe, not like a craft fair vibe. Uh, Mm -hmm. The artists in our studio will be, some of them will be like, pushing themselves and going outside of their box to create something that's like gallery art as opposed to what they normally create, which might be like for selling merchandise in stores or like online. But some of them like gallery work. Original art Mm -hmm. versus uh, prints and stuff like that. Well, like some people make things that like, I'll take a potter, for example, Mm -hmm. like potters might make mugs to sell at Mm -hmm. like craft fairs or um, online 
but that same potter for this event might make like something ornate, an something abstract really just... like sculpture piece oh, or something, you okay, know? Cool. Um, awesome. So yeah, it'll be definitely have the feeling of like a gallery show. So that's coming summer of 2022. And then we're also hoping to do an open studio event that would be actually inviting the public into our warehouse, able to come in and see the artists at work in their studios, see what their studios look like, and Mm -hmm. also learn from them and purchase some of their work that they might have for sale. That would probably be like late spring and then maybe another one in like the fall of 2022. It's really cool. So they could be working on an active piece and Mm -hmm. also sell something while they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And that, it's such a cool space to have something like that too. The So you guys have a website. What's the best kind of like way for them? Like your website, your Instagram, is that, what? Are, what's all that? Yeah. So if you want to find us on Instagram, mm-hmm. that's broad underscore room on Instagram. We're on TikTok also. That's at broad room. No like underscores or anything in that. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to just like learn more about broad room, find out more about what kinds of donations we take or how to book an appointment for the free art supply closet, or just learn more about the organization in general, then that would be broadroom.org, our website. And yeah, I mean, you can, if you DM our Instagram, you're DMing me personally. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm always happy to like answer questions or direct people to the right spots to find uh, information about the organization. Mm -hmm. That's very awesome. I know. It's so cool. I love it. You got to go see this. I will. Yeah. It's I haven't been there since before you guys got there, so I mm. will go there. Yeah. Well, Claire, thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about your business. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is me. like the best part it's of so fun. the show. I know. It's, like, <laughs> it's literally like so much fun to just learn about all these little places. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff we didn't know before, and mm-hmm. now we do. Yeah. And hopefully the community actually loves what they hear and actually will come by mm-hmm. and support you guys. Yeah. Right, so we'll tag them all, um, you know, on Instagram so you guys can follow them and get involved, donate some stuff. Mm -hmm. Do it. Art supplies help everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody. And any artist has like a hoard of old art supplies they don't use. They do, and they're they're still very usable. Yeah. I like almost feel like I might have some stuff too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like anyone who's been into crafting before has like some weird hoard of stuff that they don't know what to do with. (laughs) Yeah. I got too many old cameras <laughs> that still work. Do you yeah. guys ever get cameras? I don't think we've ever gotten cameras. I would love to be before. the first supporter yeah. of cameras yeah. and to give to some kids who want to start taking pictures. I know. And I'd love to so. just like feature them specifically so that I could find the right person. Right. Like the right would person would be Would you ever be opposed to me doing a photography clinic over there and have kids come? Maybe. Who want to learn pictures? Yeah, we can figure something out pictures? like that. Yeah. I've kids doing, are so cute. Been doing it for over 12 years. <laughs> And like, I can't so. even stand the thought of like a little kid taking pictures. I don't know why that's so cute. I mean, it, it, I <laughs> mean, so cute. okay, cool. Well, um, I'll keep in touch. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> keep posted for Jonathan's <laughs> photography, class. photography clinic at Broadroom. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So you guys can find us on Instagram at blue blocks podcast you can also find the salon at sector seven salon or the boulevard at del paso boulevard and our websites are sector seven salon.com dpbpartnership.com and hashtag keep del paso authentic and hashtag keep your blocks blue <laughs> thank you so much you guys thanks claire thank you thank you bye, bye. bye. 
I don't know about you guys, but I am so proud of them. I think they knocked it out of the park. It was kind of cool not to hear myself on the podcast for once, just to kind of get to edit it like like a real life editor who does this for a living. They kept talking to me as they were doing the podcast because, of course, I'm going to be editing it, but I just thought it was really funny. So I just included my favorites because they made me laugh and it made my day. I hope you guys have a really good week and we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. cut this out. Thanks, Sierra. I feel like Sierra's going to have way more <laughs> because she's not here. <laughs> and we're good. just going to be like, cut it. See, cut it. It's all good. We got to mark stuff down. Sorry, Sierra, for editing. You're going to have to cut this out. <laughs> um, so, Claire, <laughs> Sierra, I swear to God, we need her here. <laughs> she almost always does kind of like the interviewee part because mm-hmm. I... She's just like better at it. She's better at it, but we can, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. (laughs) Okay. She'll catch it. All right.